Ahoy, motherfuckers. Welcome to this episode of Hindsight. I'm Derek, and as always, I'm joined by Brandon, and we are joined by pretty much the third host of the show, the guest host, the always here host. If it's not him, then it's Ace. I think those two are the two who have been on the show the most. Uh, Brandon, am I right in that? Oh, and Scar. And Scar. Yeah. But we're joined by Jeff from Jeff vs. the World. Jeff, how you doing today? Doing good. How's everybody doing? You know, the world keeps spinning. Yep. Uh, Brandon, how are you? I'm great, man. NBA basketball time. I know this is evergreen, but I can't help it. It's NBA basketball time. I'm excited. Movies are coming back. I get to watch these old movies with some of my best friends and talk about it. Like, life is great. I, I know that this is evergreen, but I do want to ask y'all before we get started, or maybe I should ask you after we get started, but I know I'll forget. Have either of y'all seen MODOK yet? MODOK? Is it out? I thought it came out it's next out. week. It's on Hulu. No, it came out on Friday. Oh, yeah. I'll be watching that then, too. That shit is hilarious. I'm waiting for my off days, which will be Tuesday and Wednesday to watch it. The so. cool, I feel that. The cool thing about um, shows that come out on Hulu is that they don't believe in one show per week. They're just like, here. <laughs> and give you the whole thing. So it's all bingeable already. I think MODOK fits that model. MODOK is hilarious. But MODOK's so ridiculous, so... I'm kind of shocked they just didn't put it on Disney. Just a little shock. Not well, too you know, surprised. they own they own Hulu, so I mean, I'm sure it'll be over there in a couple of months. But I think I'll be, no, I think um, Modoc is like TVMA. Modoc TVMA. Oh, gotcha. yeah, there's a lot of cussing in it. So they're like, not it's, putting all that stuff on Disney. No, okay. that's fair. <laughs> well, let's live out the country. Like, I got a VPN, so you can get Disney Plus outside the country. And they have a special section. I forget what it's called. It's called Disney Adult. something or another. And they have like all the rated R movies that Disney owns from Disney their X. other studios and stuff. Oh, Disney yeah. erotic. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are here to discuss the very last movie for, um, I don't even know what to call this, sports movie month, I guess. Derek's Choice Month. Um and I decided that we were going to go out with a bang by uh, talking about the movie that literally apes from every other movie. I mean, it, 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 it takes from every other sports movie imaginable, including its first movie, because it's the sequel. Uh, today, we're discussing Major League Part Two, uh, the 1994 sequel to Major League Part One. Um, that, you know what, before I tear this down, let me say this honestly, I fucking love Major League Two. Yeah, I love this movie. I can't fucking help it. I can't <laughs> help it. It is so... First of all, um, Rotten Tomatoes gave this fucking movie 5%, and they are wrong. They are wrong, good sir, because this movie is eminently quotable, and it is a breezy-ass hour and 34 minutes to watch. Um, Jeff, when was the first time you saw Major League 2, and what were your thoughts? I don't know when the first time I saw it, but I know I'm a huge fan of the just the major league series. So mm-hmm. even back to the minors. Uh, so I can't remember when I saw it, but I just know I really enjoy this movie. But I can understand why it was rated so low. I can understand it. I don't agree with it because I'm just a fan of the movie, but I can see I can point out if I, I can put holes in it if I want to. But I'm not. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I enjoy the movie for what it is. Oh, yeah. Brandon, when was the first time you saw it? And what were your thoughts? I saw this film 
parts of this film, I should say, as a six-year-old in 1993 in person as an extra at Oriole Park at Camden Yards, where this was filmed at, dope. in Baltimore. Oh, that's dope. I remember going there with my, my dad, and they're like, oh, they got this extra, we get to go to. And by the way, at that point, Oriole Park at Camden Yards was new, and it was like, the biggest thing in baseball like it's still one of the highest like regarded stadiums to this day in baseball like where to go see a game because of how beautiful it is but at the time it was really like this big thing like they had the all-star game there that year i remember it was that. a big day when ken griffey jr hit the warehouse and the home run derby like all that stuff happened this same year that this was being filmed and so i didn't know you know i didn't know i just was there uh, as an extra and then I watched it a few years later because, you know, although I ended up playing like AU basketball and college football, my first love was baseball. My whole time from like, and so I was, I never played basketball until I was like 11 years old. And I didn't play football until I was in high school. It, all before that was bas- baseball, 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 baseball. So any baseball movie that came out, I watched. And this one was hilarious. And I thought it was shot cool. They like, they got these cool action shots for a sports movie. Do you do we want to talk about it now or do we want to talk about it later? The action shots of this movie and how it was clearly all learned from the program. Wasn't this before the program? Nope. This was right after the program, which is why some of the music that you will hear in this movie. And oh, my God. This movie is not only a baseball movie, it is also the greatest music video of all time. Because every single scene has a different song playing in the background. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Literally. I sat there and thought about it for a second. The only time when they're not playing music in the background is when they're going through their slump, their unhappy slump part. And then the montage starts and the music starts right back up again. Including, there's a part where Rick is riding around on a motorcycle and they play the same exact music that they played in the program when old man quarterback was riding around with uh, Lord, whatever <laughs> white tennis player or woman name was. <laughs> I don't fucking remember. Joe Kane, the Joker, was riding around with whatever Buffy's name was. That, that program episode is taking a turn. I never thought it would turn. It's like every other week somebody talking about that episode. Right? I did not expect this, but we'll take it because we're absolutely right. (laughs) And if you really go back and you watch Major League 2, like I said, it's a breezy-ass movie. Not only is it a breezy-ass movie, but they were so certain that motherfuckers walked into the theater on accident because they were trying to see Philadelphia or Stargate, that in the first 42 seconds of the movie, they decided to recap the entire first movie. Hello, everybody. Harry Doyle here, welcoming all you Wahoo maniacs to the year's first session of Tribe Talk. As you know, the Indians had a Cinderella season last year, despite the fact that toxic owner Rachel Phelps wanted the team to lose so she could move it to Florida. The Indians won the American League East for the first time since divisional play began. Rachel's gone now. Thank God having sold the team to retired Indian third baseman Roger Dorn after a long, hard-fought series of negotiations. You might be willing to go as high as 100. 120. 120? You just started at 110. 
130. Rachel, this isn't fair. 140. Can I say two things? Yes. Okay. First thing. <laughs> um, Omar Epps. Way I'm not gonna, I'm, Yeah. We, yeah. We, I thought that was kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> so, it's like 21. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but my problem... 35. <laughs> my problem with him is I don't feel like he's trying to be Willie Mays. I feel like he's trying to be Wesley Snipes. And maybe I'm just maybe just because you know Wesley Snipes did the character first, and I, that's what I just what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. But he, I don't think I always felt like they even watched it. I'm like, and then I was I was watching it yesterday. I was like, I just feel like he's just trying to be Wesley Snipes. I don't know. Just no, certain what he, things, not what, the whole movie. No, what this movie is is the series of stereotypes. So he is the black athletic outfielder who's got a big personality, and right. then you have the Cuban, or in baseball terms used back then, it would be Dominican, weird in their mind, uh, the voodoo priest. man. Mm-hmm. And then you have like the white trash dude that just comes off his hip with shit, but now he's sold out because he got money. And Charlie Sheen's character, you got the yeah. old, so that's all he was. He was just playing. I, I get what you're saying. I, yeah, I get I get what you're saying too, but I just felt like, and I think it's just because I envision Wesley Snipes as the character. That's who Willie Mays is to me. Seeing him do it, some of his mannerisms were just like, is he being Willie Mays or are you just like, you're not yep, making yep. Willie Mays your own. Yep. You're just kind of like, okay, I saw Wesley do that, so let me do that. Yeah, I think um, it was a, um, if it's not broke, don't, don't fix, fix it. it yeah, sort okay. of thing with uh, Omar Epps. And to uh, piggyback on what you're saying, Brandon. He's Deion yeah. Sanders. No, no. I'm talking about the, the stereotypical characters, yeah. including Stay the guy right, from the sorry. Tokyo Giants. This is made by the guy who made the program where Darnell <laughs> Jefferson wore a fucking do-rag 
for the entirety of the movie. Oh, his uh, yeah, yeah, his uh, uh, the funny thing though is you know, Major League One made 75 million dollars, this one only made 25 million. So, I understand why. <laughs> I understand why. I don't, I don't understand it. So everybody's all juiced up and hyped up. It's kind of like when um close your eyes and imagine back to when the Jaguars had that one good season. Oh god. Like they went to the Super Bowl or to the to the championship or the with Blake Bortles. Yeah, with Blake Bortles. Remember that? Remember mm-hmm. when that happened? And everybody the next season was like, We're going to the Super Bowl. We're oh, gonna do it. And they they fucking sucked. The Indians come out, and um, first of all, Willie, um, <laughs> Willie is now searching for the long ball. He has lifted weights in the offseason, and uh, he only wants to go deep. Uh, other things that have changed, uh, Jeff alluded to earlier, uh, or no, Brandon alluded to earlier. Rick Wildthing Vaughn, the car thief, now rides around in limos and has an agent and is signing with General Mills, a cereal company. He's corporate. Uh, he's real corporate, <laughs> uh, wearing suits and ties. And and when they were waiting for him to show yeah. up on his Harley, there was one black guy in the crowd. And I was like, dude, really? You know what? <laughs> I was sitting here uh, yesterday. I said, you know what happened? They came to Charlie Sheen with this. He's like, okay, cool. But I'm not fucking cutting my hair like that the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not going to have me in a movie with my hair like that. Yeah, so, whatever y'all do is cool. So Jeff, Jay- isn't it funny that we watched this movie this month and right when John Moxley's song changed the wild thing? Oh, well, I didn't even think about that. That's crazy. <laughs> and I didn't realize it was the Major League version until, um, what was it, Wednesday when they, when they played it again. I said, like, oh, that's the Major League version. So Jake... Uh, is still on the team, but his job is to <laughs> teach the new catcher, Rube Baker. <laughs> Yo, they they conned Jake to come down there because they already had Rube Baker, and then they bought uh Jack they Parkman. Parkman. Yeah, whatever. He oh he a racist too. We'll get Parkman's there. a shit. But anyway, <laughs> Parkman is the shit. Parkman <laughs> uses the hard R on the regular. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, he does. You already know he like, does. I don't even like I, it's something about the word peckerhead, and when white people use it to black people, I just don't like. Hey, he had a twang to it that just didn't hit right with me. But but he has a little shimmy. It drives the women drives in the Cleveland women. nuts. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and Rube is your moron character, right? Absolutely. Like I don't need good at sports, but I'm an idiot. But he's I'm the he's the field of dreams character, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, gosh, darn it. I just want to be able to play, boys. Like, why are we even here, fellas? That kind of that, that kind of character. Um, Pedro is no longer practicing voodoo. He's a Buddhist. And his newfound love of everybody has come with the loss of his home run powder power. Oh, my God. He's he's so good in this guy. I roll. Right. Right, he's having this after way next hell. That's a good question. I think it's before he might have gotten this was 94. Was it waiting to exhale 95? Okay, I think it's when he this when he hit his like mini little run. He might have gotten waiting to exhale based on this. See how sensitive I am. (laughs) 
Yeah, this, Waiting to Exhale was right after this. Oh, that was the very next movie. And then oh, Absolute Power. Oh, God. So Rick has uh, taken to naming his pitches because he feels like it's better for marketing. <clears throat> for example, his fastball is called the Terminator now. Um, and he also has a split finger that's called the Eliminator. That's Rick gets on my nerves this whole goddamn movie. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he got on my nerve. He wasn't the p- reason why I watched the first movie. It was really Willie Mays Hayes. But in the second movie, he's just obnoxious. Like, ugh, I hate Republic. I mean, I didn't say that. We have, oh, we, yeah. we might have sponsors for this episode. Uh-oh. I don't, I don't hate Republican. Rube, his, so Jake is told he had to help Rube with his problem. Rube's problem is that he has trouble with throwing the ball uh, from home base because he's a catcher to the pitcher. He should not be in the major league. I don't even know how he got that call up with that problem. This is literally the same as NBA 2K players not being able to make a layup when they make it into the league. Yeah. I just, oh, God. But it made for good comedy, so fuck it. It, no, it made for senseless comedy. How do we fix this? Why don't you go ahead and quote the uh, stats for the Playboy of the Month in Playboy to take your mind off things? That's what we want you to do. Rube. <laughs> what can you say? It's Rube. He, he's Rube. So uh, after the first get-together... Spring training, I guess, is over. Um, <laughs> Rick walks away with his agent slash girlfriend. And Willie watches them walk away. And he's like, yeah, man. Some people, they just change. Hey. Money's changed them. Money's changed them. Hey, let's go take a ride in my limo. <laughs> and so they hop in his limo. And go back to his apartment or his hotel or wherever they are, where he's able to show off the trailer for what could have been the greatest movie of all time. Oh, I love this trailer so much. Black Hammer and White Lightning, co-starring Jesse the Body Ventura. If this was 2008, <laughs> we would have got this movie. We would have by far because if, if look, Machete became a movie off of right. commercials that were in Grindhouse. Mm-hmm. Black Hammer and White Lightning definitely could have been an over the top movie, and yep. I would have loved the fuck out of it. I mean, I would have made fun of it, but that's <laughs> par for the course. There it is, man. Watch this. Hey. Willie Mays Hayes is Black Hammer. (laughs) Jesse the Body Ventura is White Lightning. Together, they're taking on the mob. Mine fell the hardest. Mine of a dentist. 
<laughs> These guys play for keeps. Black Hammer, White Lightning, coming to a theater near you. Mine fell the hardest. Mine were the deadest. Also, a nigga got shot in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> they just show somebody dead shot in the ass. Oh yeah, because he's like on a like left hand side, right? He's kind of leaned over with a bullet hole in his ass. Mm-hmm. Jesse the Body Ventura jumps from the crane that is above a dock, doing a Tarzan yell, flays his legs out, yeah, lands on his feet. <laughs> 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 and How many a- years is this after Predator? This has got to be what a couple like what Predator was like nineteen eighty seven. I was gonna say seven or eight. So what the hell was Jesse doing in nineteen ninety three? Oh, that's when he was just being sporadic with movies. Now <laughs> this whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah. This before he became the governor of Minnesota. This just when you know, yeah. If Hulk can do it, <laughs> I remember that we were fond to see him in movies with Arnold. All the Arnold movies, he would just put them in or whatever. I'm mm-hmm. surprised Jesse and Omar didn't pitch this to anybody. I bet you they did. <laughs> I, I bet you, at the very least, I bet you Jesse did. Mm-hmm. If that was his only role in this movie, he was like, "Yo, bro, we got it. We got it. We got something with this. We got something real special." Let me do the talking though. I'm Jesse the Body Ventura. Let me talk. Yeah, ninety. So he did Demolition Man right before this. Then dem uh then the major league then he didn't do nothing until Batman and Robin after that. So this was his last thing, big thing in the movies. Oh, he and then he became the governor. Like he absolutely did what he wanted to do. Exactly. <laughs> also, um, I love the fact that that movie was literally a joke for the rest of this movie. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> And it's like, even before, I know this isn't on the same level, not even close, but this is on the level of Tropic Thunder, where it's a movie within a movie that folks are like, yo, I tried to see it, but it was only in the theater for like 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Willie sprained his his knee doing stunts for the movie, so their leadoff hitter has a knee sprain. This reminded me of Shaquille O'Neal when he used to do acting when he used to do movie roles during the off season for the Orlando Magic and come back either out of shape or else tired. (laughs) Yes, it's it's the reverse. It's the reverse rock. Mm -hmm. Like the rock, the rock stopped doing movies to come back do WrestleMania and then fucked himself up to the point they had to delay the movie a couple months. Hercules. I wish they had delayed that forever. (laughs) Still never seen it. I will not. Smart man. <laughs> it's the one rock movie I haven't seen. I think it's. I think that's the same thing for my list too. I, I refuse. Like I just. I can't even close my eyes and picture. There's only one Hercules movie for me, and it was made by Disney. I mean, what I heard about the movie, it wasn't his fault. It was just the script and the directing was kind of. When the that's phrase wasn't his fault is used, I cringe just a little bit. <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, mm. so Jackman, uh, who, again, was the big name pickup that uh, Roger Dore made. Uh, everybody else on the team is the same exact players. He picked up Jackman and because he picked up Jackman, that should have been their thing to put them over the top. Pardon. Jake still doesn't see the signs. 
Parkman. What did I say? Pac-Man? Jakeman. Jakeman? Sorry. <laughs> Jack <laughs> Parkman. <laughs> Jack Parkman. My bad. But yeah, Parkman uh, steps up to the plate during spring training. And he and Rick are having a uh, tete-a-tete, shall we say? And Rick says some shit that he shouldn't have said. What do you call that garbage? That's the Eliminator. The Eliminator. I got a new one I'll show you. You get a piece of it, I'll let you name it. Yeah, uh, talk to masturbate. <laughs> also, Parkman is well, such an asshole, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like, yo, that's the kind of player you want on your team. You would hate having them on other teams, but you'll want them on your team. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Did you yeah. see him when he hit that home run? What about yeah, it? he just fucking ignored everyone on his damn team? That's because at that point in time, nobody else in the fucking team was playing well. Oh. No, he's an asshole. Nobody he else at the point where he hit that home run and ignored everybody else. He came to the base, came to came around the home plate. They weren't eating off the same plate at all. Up, oh, you know what? Gr- granted, what he can do on the field, yes, to give him all props, but he's a piece of shit. <laughs> he knew it. That's the whole thing. He knew he was a piece of shit. He was fine with it, right? Like I'm okay with people who know that they're dicks. I don't know. It's weird. Parkman was just like so cocky to me and just such an asshole that. Okay. I think this is the reason why I liked him so much because he kept fucking with Rick. He's fucking with everybody. He's fucking but with Jake. He's talking about his knees. But yeah, it must suck to be old. I mean, but he's coming after Jake's job. I mean, that's Jake understandable. Did we, did we really watch Jake at that last major league scene? He, those knees were done. He kneecapped his way across that base like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, are you coming back? How's the knees? Bro, I know your knees not good. Let's just stop bullshit. You're going to be a coach. That motherfucker said, I hate baseball and I'm never playing again when they told him that they wanted him to be a coach because he, he really thought he didn't get cut. He was like, one more year. And they're like, nah, nah we like the way you work with uh with Rube. We need you to keep doing that. Your Fuck time this is shit. coming, buddy. I'm done. I'm done. I hate baseball and everything it stands for. Also, <laughs> I'm just going to hit play real quick. This is on the same scene. Y'all just heard that whole musical thing that happened as Jack hit the uh, home run like 550 fucking feet on Rick. The very next scene, there'll probably be a different song. How about that? <laughs> There's music for everything in this movie. But hold on, hold on. So then Jake, like we said, comes in and finds out that he's going to be the coach. He fucking tries to quit, but then he goes home and and um, Renee Russo is like, who the fuck's going to hire you? You can work as a broker. Yeah, I got that job and blah, 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 whatever. And he was like, him like, yeah, you're going to go back to baseball. Exactly. <laughs> what are we having this conversation for? <laughs> that he comes Jake, right back the next day. 
And and Lou, who is a great coach, was a great manager, was like, you know what, I'll tell Doran that I begged you to come back. Because Jake told them in the office, I ain't no fat dude with my stomach hanging over my <laughs> hanging over my belt. <laughs> if I was Lou, I was like, you trying to throw shots? Right, because oh, Lou's man. a fat dude with his, <laughs> with the with his belly hanging over his belt. Yeah. I'm like, you an ass right now, buddy. You can't see this. It's the end of the road. Uh, what's his name? Um, James Gaiman. Got Gaiman. Gaiman. I think he's really he's really good to be in Lou Brown. He really yes. he got that character down pat. Very much so. Um, and then next thing that happens is that Vaughn has a photo op as they're leaving. As they come back from come back to Cleveland after spring training, um, he has a photo op with an inner city group of first time offenders. This is literally how his agent slash girlfriend Flannery, Rebecca Flannery describes them. The problem is that all these kids look fucking angelic as fuck. You know, the pro no. Yeah. The Except for one kid in the back who has a bandana on Cholo style. They all look just like little kids. Yeah. Uh, I got a problem with these kids in the movie. I really do. Not because of I just got a feeling because the girl Nikki she kind of used those kids to go see Rick a little bit more than she wanted to. Oh hell yeah! I was like, I oh, mean, she using these kids. But I mean, what else you gonna do out there? Go to a Cavs game? No, but you know, if the relationship's over and you know you gave back my coat in front of the kids, what you popping up at games and stuff for? Yo, and then told him, yeah, I have a boyfriend. He's a he's a White Sox fan. He hates you. Like, come on. You're, you're she, being a little bit cap. too obvious. She was lying. <laughs> she was lying. <laughs> he bought it. You do you you've been a little bit too, too, too. Ugh. So, um Nikki, after she introduces him to Frankie and they take a picture, Nikki gives him back his vest from the first movie, which foreshadowing. Um and then they go to Harry Doyle, who's the announcer again for the Indians. Long story short, is that the worse the team gets, the drunker that motherfucker gets, and it's greatness. I'm gonna tell you something. Harry Doyle is my favorite character in this movie. He is, he's <laughs> truly my MVP. I don't know what he, I think it's at one point where he's like down. I mean, he's down real bad. He's like Rube Baker up the bat. He's zero in whatever. Who cares? <laughs> I think I'll pee my pants. <laughs> my pants are with his teeth. My favorite part from him is when he's like, I think I got, I think we'll play the tape of it later on, but it's the final game of the season. And he's like, uh, Vaughn steps up for the pitch and the, the dude hits it deep and Doyle just says, oh shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he's on the radio. Oh shit. <laughs> It's a it's like if you got to really watch the movie because in the beginning of the spring trade, he's drinking water and it progressively gets worse Beer, and worse and worse. And then whiskey he's drinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Rick Bond comes out in the first game. And he has a great first inning and everybody's all excited because he literally strikes out like nine or uh, first three. First three. Mm-hmm. Straight up, straight down. Willie comes out in the first inning and points at the left field bleachers. And Doyle is not pleased at all. He comes out and he points to the left field bleachers and he cracks it. Niggas are really excited until the um, outfielder catches it. 
twice. And at that point in time, Doyle is like, yo, maybe he's just pointing at the left fielder. Good play, man. Huh? I love it. By the way, more music. I apologize for absolutely nothing. Um, so at the end of that first game, we got Randy Quaid, who doesn't get nearly enough credit in this movie. Oh, he's he was wilding out in this movie. <laughs> he is like a super fan for the Indians. And at the beginning of the movie, he's like, We're going all the way. We got Parkman, he's the final piece of this puzzle. Wild thing is gonna do his thing. And the more the team sucks, the more fucking toxic that Randy gets mm-hmm. until by the end of it, he's saying he's calling Rick Vaughn out his name like a motherfucker. Um, in the first game, though, Pedro steps up to the bat. To the bat. <laughs> <sighs> and this is after uh, Rick's gotten lit up for like in the second inning, he's getting lit up like all over the place. Okay, let's do it. Rick Vaughn gets the starting call today. We're told he matured a lot over the winter. Apparently, he's bathing now. Congratulations, Rick. As you know, Monty, Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches, the Eliminator and the Humiliator, to complement his fastball, the Terminator. I heard that. Dynamite drop-in, Monty. That broadcast school has really paid off. We're ready for the opening pitch. Vaughn winds and fires. It's a strike, and we're underway. Great game. Good job. Great pitch, man. Great pitch. Do it again. Come on. Let's see it. Got it with those. Yeah. Jake's like, sit your ass down, Root. Vaughn winds for the 0-2 pitch. Called strike three. Called strike six. Called strike nine. Hitting over. It's in the bag. The fat lady has left the building. So Vaughn sets down the White Sox in the top of the first. Willie Mays Hayes steps in. Hayes had a great spring, adding the long ball to his speed. Now batting, double zero. Willie Mays Hayes. Willie swinging his shillelagh at the plate. And Hayes is pointing his shot. He's pointing toward the left field bleachers. What's he pointing at? Does he know someone up there? <laughs> Hayes running at the plate. Alimo into his wide on the pitch. Here's a swing and a drive to left and deep. Way back, Belmonte racing toward the wall. This one has a chance. It's going, going, not quite gone. <laughs> that had to be the wind. It must have been the wind. Top of the third now. Vaughn's been in trouble a couple of times, but has held the White Sox with his new assortment of breaking stuff. Humiliator line to left to base hit. Eliminator line to right, another base hit. There's some real pus line to center. Termini is coming around third. The throw is cut off. He'll score, and it's 1-0 White Sox. What? What? You're hammering the slow crap. Think your arm can stand the strain of throwing this guy a fastball? 
Look, I'll throw it. You just make sure you catch it. I will if it ever gets to me. <laughs> Bob Euchre is amazing in this movie, man. Yep. He's so great. Oh, he's God. not an actor, man. That's a play-by-play he's a man. He's a play-by-play, yeah. yeah. He's just having fun. He's, he's having just so much fun. And talented. Just hella talented. Still doing play-by-play today. 87 years old. Really? Mm-hmm. For the Brewers. That's dope. I did not started, know that. Started in 1971. So at this point, he's already been in the game 20, 22 years. I did not know made. that. So Amazing. Rick gets up there. Uh, he throws a 86-mile-per-hour fastball. And uh, Euchre's like, man, we have no idea what he's going to throw next. He's running out of names. Um, Hank Shaw takes the ball over the fence. But uh, You're lucky he didn't get cut throwing some 86-mile-an-hour fastball. Right? <laughs> I, I, I just don't know where the fucking 86-mile-per-hour fastball works anywhere. I was at a birthday party a few days ago, and the kids were um, – at the batting cages. It was at an arcade. Um, so they were at the batting cages and they were trying to hit a 70 mile per hour. And I was like, that shit looks so fucking slow. <laughs> like that looks horrible. And y'all are really just struggling with this. And in the major leagues, 86 miles per hour ain't going to do nothing for you. At not if it's all. not moving and the fastball ain't moving. It, it was not. It wasn't jumping. It wasn't anything. All right, here we go. Vaughn has his sign and comes set. Checks the runner at second. Here's the pitch to Shaw. Swung on and belted to deep right field. Back goes Serrano. He'll need a rocket up his ass to catch this one. That baby is out of here. <laughs> that looked like the Terminator, only slower. Maybe it was his out-of-stater, or it could have been the hibernator. That baby <laughs> is definitely going away for the winner. Whatever for Vaughn, it might be see you later. He's probably going to become a spectator. Greg <laughs> so roasted that man. <laughs> <laughs> he roasted that man. Like bars, niggas. Oh, man. Oh, my God. So, yeah, Vaughn, like I said, I don't think Vaughn had a good game the entire fucking season. No, he didn't. No, not while he was a starter. Not even when he was a, a reliever. Or the last game. He walked somebody on purpose and struck out uh, Parkman. He got lucky. He Honestly. struck him out on three straight pitches. Mm. One, the last one was 102. Don't be knocking, my man. Wild I'll thing. knock the fuck out of him. But first, went be, in the very first game, Pedro had a chance to get them uh, first caught up. From third. Parkman doing... Oh, yeah, Parkman. His little shimmy. It drives the women here in Cleveland crazy. So Parkman does a little shimmy. It drives the women in Cleveland crazy. He hits a home run. The game is uh, they're down by one point, by one run. Sorry, it's baseball. Uh, Serrano comes up the bat, and he has a, a chance to win the game for them. This motherfucker hits a bird and runs off the baseline. Out to center field to make sure the bird is okay. <laughs> the dude who is on base 
Last of the ninth, two outs and a tying run at first, and Pedro Serrano steps into the box. Serrano hitless today and pretty much all spring. Martinez takes his lead from first again. Here's the pitch. Serrano swings and it's a high fly ball to center field. And it hits a bird. The ball drops into right. The bird in the short center. Serrano rounds first and heads for center field. Serrano killing the big thing. Forget the damn bird. Run, run. He's alive. Uh-huh. Martinez around third, heading for home, and so is the bird. Bye-bye, birdie. Oh, sorry, but you're out, Mr. Gandhi. Three! When does the score? Ball game's over! Well, the Indians drop a tough one, four to three, as Pedro Serrano doubles off a pigeon, and then is tagged out administering CPR before the tying run could score. It's a funny game, eh, Monty? Well, at least the bird survived. Who cares? It's a rat with wings. <laughs> so great, man. Also, that scene was so ridiculous. Yes. First of all, he ran out of the base path. He was already out because he ran out of the base path. Oh, the Serrano's just insane in this movie. It's another one. It's a throwaway one, but I don't know if you ever noticed. I don't know if he struck out. Or he popped the ball up and somebody catches it. It isn't a throwaway game. He just looks, smiles, and shrugs his shoulders like, yeah. like okay, who cares? He goes out and hugs somebody. <laughs> like after they after they get him out, like great pitch, man. You did that, man. <laughs> By the way, I don't even know if y'all noticed it, the uh in the next game, uh Rick gets lit up and on his way home. Oh, the doorman has some of the shadiest lines of the entire fucking movie. Mm. Mr. Vaughn, I thought you were starting tonight. I did. Oh, sorry. I didn't turn it on to the second inning. Oops. <laughs> Vaughn sucks. <laughs> the second inning. He should have been shipped down to the minors. Uh, right? Like... There has to be somebody who can come in like, yes, he had one good season, but y'all got to learn how to let shit go. Unless Dorn was just looking out for him. Dorn wasn't looking out for Dorn. He fucked Dorn's wife. Why the fuck would he look out for? Why? Yeah, but that was, they got over that shit. You can never truly get over somebody. Did you see Dorn in this movie? This man couldn't even handle <laughs> handle his books. <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> so. Rick is doing horrible commercials where he can't say shit like Odiferous. <laughs> Good Lord. And uh, all at the behest of his girl, Rachel, or his girl, uh, Rebecca. Um, and they're, the team is shitty. They literally went 2-13 and 13 during spring training, something like that. The groundskeepers think they're shitty. Rick is back in the bullpen. Uh, this is the part where he tries to take a swing at Nikki, and she lies to him about dating somebody who, oh, he he's a White Sox fan. He hates you. <laughs> that was so petty. I love right? it. I was like, why are you believing this? Right? Oh, that was so petty. So then the next game after that was literally, I would like to say, uh, Johnny, the super fan, it was his breaking point. And at the point where you lose a super fan like Johnny, Johnny ain't coming back. 
they have a lead in the ninth inning and it's a two run lead and they have a chance to uh, get a, a winning streak going. And this happens. Standing up. Well, fans, the Indians about to extend their winning streak to two. Bonds coming out of it. I, I know he's coming out of it. This demotion to the bullpen has got to have been a wake-up call. Ring, ring. Rise and shine, Ricky. This is the day we turn it around. Yes. Turn it around, Ricky. Turn it around. It We're in the top of the ninth, leading 10-7. Bases loaded, two down. And Rick Vaughn has come on to try and nail it down against Felipe Aguilar, a dangerous right-handed batter. Here's the pitch. Oh, shit. That's the best. Got Shaquille O'Neal and left. That baby's out of here. Club, how do you feel about the way things have gone for the Indians so far? I'm the only winner on the team. The rest of them are losers, either by choice or by birth. That's y'all man. That's my man. That's hey, he ain't wrong though. And before by choice gets or by a, birth, by hey, birth, by birth. Hey, it's genetic. Yeah, you can be a genetic Lord. loser. And before anybody could discipline him. Dorn fucking trades them to the White Sox. <laughs> Nobody's going to have to explain to me how we went from Dorn knowing how to handle money to now this man is just don't know what he's doing with checkbooks. Does he not have a whole group with him? Like, he said, we are prepared to pay this amount of money. Why do y'all only have, like, y'all paid $150 million. What do you have, $152 million? What exactly was it? I guess it? that's what he did have. Oh, shit. Uh, but Dorn's broke. Uh, but he's like, yo, in return for Parkman, I or Jackman, 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 not Parkman, Jackman, Parkman, Parkman, Parkman. Thank you, Cartman, Parkman. He's like, in return for Parkman, I did get an outfielder from the Giants. And Lou is like, word, who'd you get? And it's Kamikaze Tanaka from the Tokyo Giants. <laughs> And this dude comes out and has immediate funk with Pedro being a Buddhist. <laughs> He's all energy. Man, all the time energy. And he tells Pedro straight out, look, a ball player has got to be a warrior, not a monk. I know marbles. <laughs> That's Sam Cassell's favorite part of this movie. Mm -hmm. Um Rachel's now the new uh, owner of the team because uh, Dorn sold the team back to her at a profit. Like, Dorn, come on now. Stop losing. Um, he paid 150 He probably got 152 <laughs> Something like that. But knowing her, it was probably like, uh, she was probably like, yo, I'll sell it to you. I'll, I'll buy the team from you. You're broke. I'll buy the team from you for 130 Probably. Yeah. Because they're losing, so. Exactly. But Tanaka's a savage. He looks at her and he's like, says in Japanese, by the way, Miss Phelps, I hope you get mounted by a rabbit dog. You're lower than rat excrement. And she curtsies at him. Oh, thank you. That's the same way white folks be getting the tattoos of menus on their neck. 
Good grief. Lou ended up having a heart attack. He was like, it's either a family thing or a hurt thing or a movie thing or a heart attack. Who said heart attack? I did. (laughs) So he's got to take some time off, and now Jake's going to manage the team for the rest of the year. Um, After Rachel got the team back, she ended up hiring Dorn as her general manager, and Dorn's first move was to activate himself. Hold on. I think I forgot this. How did she get the team back? They were broke. Dorn Dorn was broke. So they just see he sold the team back to her? Yes. (laughs) He made a profit, though. Straight profit. Uh, So he made a couple million dollar profit. No, she made a profit. Oh, she made a profit. She bought it back for less. Yes. Perhaps. Because the only way I'm thinking is she bought it back because she didn't have to pay. You know, she he paid 150. So like you said, maybe 120, 130, maybe mm-hmm. 100. <laughs> but the bottom line is she's like, yeah, bitches, I'm back at a profit. And um, what you going to do? <laughs> so. Yeah, they're looking down the dumps. You know, this is honestly, this movie is reminiscent of the first movie uh, in that they have a slum or a slump and then they come back out of it and good things happen. But the first thing that happens before they have their little slump buster is Tanaka has a conversation with Pedro. How'd you do it? Shoot. He goes to his locker. Pedro goes to his locker and he sees his statue of Buddha that he has in his locker. And somebody's put a samurai sword on it and a uh, bandana. Yeah. And so he turns around and Tanaka's right in his face. What is this? Buddha, samurai, okay. Peaceful inside. Outside, warrior. Buddha, the other Kyako, Miss Timino. Buddha break up double play. <laughs> I love you, Max. <laughs> I love you too much. You know, you have no. You have. if I could pull out a fucking dictionary. Have no. Marbles? Marbles! You have no marbles! Marbles? Huevos? (laughs) (laughs) You have no marbles! That dance that that leads to is exactly what Sam Cassell did when he played for the Milwaukee Bucks. Timberwolves. That was the Timberwolves? Yeah, it was Timberwolves. You're right. I'm fucking shit up today. But yeah, that was his dance. The big balls dance. And everybody was like, he's doing the big balls dance. I was like, no, it's not. It's the marbles dance. (laughs) He has marbles. So they fight during the first game of a doubleheader. Um, Rick and Willie do. Uh, The officials are like, yo, how the fuck do we deal with this whole team fighting against themselves? So they're like, we'll just throw them all out. So they threw them all out for the first game. The being they didn't come back for a second game. I was just like, oh, okay. I guess yeah. it works. I mean, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's get this done quicker. Um, 
Rube got injured. He got beaned in the foot or in the ankle. Um, so in the in between the two games, uh, he's told that he can't play. And Willie comes past him, and I don't understand why Willie would say some snide-ass shit like this. But he was like, hey, man, at least you ain't got to play the next game. Good for you. Back out there. And so Rube is like, dude, what the hell's wrong with you, man? And Rube has this speech that just gets everybody like all the son of a gun. fired up. At least you ain't got to hang around and play the second game, right? <laughs> hey, Willie. Willie. I can't believe you said that. Shit. I talked to a boy in the bleachers the other day who hails from downtown. He told me the most grass he's ever seen in his whole life is the patch we get to play on every day. And we're in a gold darn major leagues, boys. I don't know about any of you, but I've been waiting my whole life to get here. And I'll be damned if I'm going to act like my best pig died just because we ain't doing so good. And I love to play baseball. And I'll bet somewhere along the line you all did too. I'm ready to play ball if you need me. My dad figured I wouldn't amount to much except, well, I never came up with anything, but I know I can play ball a little. And a day of playing ball is better than whatever most people have to do for a living. So just put me in some place. Tanaka's like, let's beat their brains in. But more than that, message, motherfuckers, all of y'all black folks out there and all of y'all, um, redneck harley riding republicans y'all have lost the way of what sports is supposed to be so let a white guy tell you what sports is supposed to be a white guy from the midwest who thinks sports are pure and it's love and happiness and a inner city kid told me that the most grass he gets to see in fucking cleveland ohio is when he comes to the ball field Bitch, if he can afford a ticket, he can go somewhere and see grass. I'm not saying that he shouldn't be going to a park. But I've seen Cleveland. I've seen it. There's grass. <laughs> we'll be back to hindsight after this brief break. This is Wine, Dine, and Storytime. I'm Nydia. I'm Dana. I'm Cindy, and we're your hosts. Have you ruined a family gathering by asking what wine pairs well with eating a husband? Are you the CEO of TMI? Have you ever been kicked under the table because you brought up your favorite dinner topic, atrocities throughout history? Then this podcast is perfect for you. Each week, Dana and I share stories based on topics that include true crime, historical shenanigans, unexplained mysteries, and all things fascinating, while our amateur chef Cindy prepares themed dinners and pairs wines based on those topics. Find us, the Wine, Dine, and Storytime podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a follow. Shh. We're not supposed to talk about that. Do not even let those words come out of your mouth. We're not supposed to talk about that. Do not go there. Don't say anything about it. Hush now. Naughty. We just Shh. don't need to talk about this right now. Be quiet. Shh. We're not supposed to talk about that. That's really taboo. Don't talk about it. You shouldn't talk about that. Don't talk about that.
You aren't supposed to talk about We can't talk about that in this house. You shouldn't talk about that. Can we talk about this? We are going to talk about this. Welcome to Taboos, a podcast that discusses taboo culture. We're your hosts, Celeste and Allie. Join us in the exploration of all things society deems as stigmas, controversial, hush-hush, fringe factor, or eyebrow-raising. From pole dancing to politics and everything in between, grab a drink and discuss with us. And as always, do you be taboos. Remember those stories you were supposed to read in high school? Oh, uh, Dickens. Poe. That's literally all the names I can think of. Did you read them? Obviously I didn't. Let us read them for you. Uh, that sounds dangerous. What does? Reading. It might go badly. <laughs> but that's half the fun. I'm Ken Sandberg. And I'm Heather Michelle Lawler. Check out Campfire Classics, where we try to read those books that look really good on your shelf. Campfire Classics is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen, like, follow. It's time to feel the rage. Join us on Film Rage, where we talk movies, current releases, coming attractions, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, hey. And Murray. Yo. Why is it you always talk all the time? I can't understand why you're the voice. This is the merman, the voice of reason. These two can't agree on anything most of the time. Some movies are mondo, some are just soft. Every week, something is going to make us rage. Join us every Wednesday and feel the rage. So this white guy telling them all, get off your ass and stop being, you know, rich and, and full of yourselves, turns them around. That's just what they needed to hear. <laughs> what turns them around is simply going out there and hitting him. <laughs> Harry Doyle. Sandy sends a real screamer to short. And, How did he even beat that out? I have he's no already clue. slow as a and catcher. He's injured. And he's injured. <laughs> and he literally did exact he ran exactly like Jake would have ran. <laughs> yes, he ran just like him. So I heard he doing like, I think I want my pants. <laughs> <laughs> so will it Willie comes in to run for him? Is this one? Yeah, this is the whole Willie. Yeah, thing. so this is when the uh, moment where Willie and everybody starts to realize what's important. And for Willie, what's important isn't wearing jewelry all around his neck. So, uh, hold on. Let me see if I can get to this scene. I mean, it's the very next scene, but, you know, there's a lot of talking before it happens. Can you get the Harry Doyle part? That's Bottom awesome. of the ninth, Cleveland down one to nothing. By the way, this scene is brought to you by Harry Doyle and fucking a whole liter bottle of Jack Daniels. No. <laughs> An empty <laughs> bottle of Jack Daniels. Oh, God. Now batting number 11, Rube Baker. Baker at the plate, he's old for, I don't know, who cares? The pitch... Baker swings and sends a real screamer towards short. Uh, wrap up with it, fires to first, and Baker beats it with a head first slide. 
Oh, the Indians have a runner. I think I'll wet my pants. Quite a hustle, Ruth. Willie comes up and takes all of his jewelry off. He's like, I want a pinch run. And Jake's like, are you sure? And he hands him all the jewelry. And he's like, I'm sure. That's right. The he loves the game now. He loves the game now with the fucking with blood coming down the side of his face from where him and Rick were fighting. That was some horrified makeup for a black person. Awful. <laughs> it looks like a Kool-Aid stand on a light-skinned person. <laughs> I was like, ugh. I mean, look like they got in a fight. It's like you ate something that got stuck to his face. Uh, is that is this ketchup or is it hot sauce? What is this? Pretty it's much. blood. Oh, oh shit. So he comes in to pinch run for Rube and immediately steals first or second. Second to third. He immediately steals three bases. Like, pitcher, what the fuck is wrong with you, dog? Do you not see this happening? Also, music plays in the background to show you that they're getting fired up. Let me run for him. You sure? All the musics. Yeah. And Taylor is going to send in Hayes to run. Thanks, thanks, <laughs> Went to see his movie, but it was only out for two and a half hours. I was told, however, that it was in focus. He's getting his lead. Canatella checks him. And Hayes is going. Here's the throw. He slides. He's safe. Yes. So Hayes steals second. Glad to see he remembered where it was. He's out to a good lead at second. And a talent comes set. Pickoff play. Hayes picks off. He's going for third. He's in there. Hayes is beginning to look like the player of old, and the Indians have something going here. Canatella up on the rubber again as Hayes gets a walking lead. Canatella winds. Hayes is going to steal home. He's safe. So Hayes has stolen three in a row to tie the game. Mr. Larceny is back. Mr. Larceny, that's a good nickname. I mean... Ricky Henderson would have liked it if Ricky Henderson had been a thief, but Ricky Henderson wasn't a thief. Ricky Henderson was an artist. Ricky Henderson also talks in third person. That's why Ricky Henderson's talking like this right now. <laughs> Ricky Henderson is embodying Ricky Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> Strange on all accounts, but okay. Ricky Henderson's a musical genius. <laughs> so the next thing that happens is that uh, Tanaka looks over at Pedro, who's still smiling and looking all blissful and shit. <laughs> Until Tanaka looks at him and goes, uh-huh. This is and- racist, but, you know, Pedro is basically, you know, Pedro, when he found Buddha, was like uh, when Adebisi got off heroin and he was trying to be good. Man, fuck that third season in the face. And he was Buddha. trying to, and he was out there just like loving life and I'm not messing with anybody. And leave me but, alone. But the thing is, Adabisi had a plan 
Pedro's just dead inside. He a true believer. And that motherfucker looks over at Tanaka and Tanaka takes his hands and goes up and down with him and goes, <laughs> <laughs> So Pedro gets mad. <laughs> He's like, Didn't somebody in the NBA do that? Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell. Yeah, Sam Cassell. And he was like, Serrano won a hit. <laughs> and uh, Jake is like, you sure? And put Serrano in. I don't know how, like, okay, now the inmates run the asylum, I guess, where they're just like, yo, I want a hit. And he's like, I'll put you in. Serrano wants a bet. Serrano wants a bet. Okay, get in there. More music. Also, I just want to point this out real quick because I just noticed it when uh, Rick looks over at Willie, all bloody in his face, and looks over at Willie, who only has one little scratch on the side of his mouth, and points at him, and they point back. After the fight, everybody got better. Except for Rick. Yeah, except for Rick, because he was trash. Rick is trash, and he didn't buy into the team to the team program either. He was still lost. Mm-hmm. He, he got that seven-figure contract. How? Yeah. Man, if I had the answer to that question, then Robert Swift, uh, Benoit Benjamin, Jim McElvain. I'm just trying to figure out how these guys got all this money when they had one year together. It was like, can't. Y'all just had this spectacular year. Everybody's always going to redo everybody's contract. Maybe that's why Doran went broke so quick. Maybe. They mm-hmm. power-loaded the salaries, and it was like, now you can have the team. Pedro Serrano. Serrano's going to pinch hit here, and he's not taking any practice swings. He's either ready to hit, or he's afraid he might kill some gnats. Hey, Pedro, how you doing? Shut up. (laughs) Canatella delivers. Serrano swings, and it's a long drive to deep left field. Way back. Packer to the wall. This ball is gone. And the Indians finally win one. He balls. Marbles. They finally got his marbles back. Finally. He gave them back to him. Um. The moral of the story. So then Rick, who's still sucking, goes home and walks right in on his agent slash girlfriend talking mad shit about him. Good, <laughs> like, how, you, how you gonna stand in somebody else's house and just be talking hella greasy about him? He came up on the lick. She was like, oh, I just came on to come up. I ain't really, I don't really fuck with him like that. I don't really fuck with him <laughs> like that. He, he ain't really doing, he, you know, the relationship's falling apart and so is his, so is his uh, career. So I think I'm gonna break up with him. Oh shit. Shit. I think I better call you back. He's like, my therapist was sick today. Get the fuck out. Basically. <laughs> so he's sitting in the uh dugout or in the bullpen with uh Rube because Rube, you know, as the backup pitcher, it's his job to be back there to or the backup catcher, it's his job to be back there in case any pitchers need to get warmed up. So Rube gives uh 
Rick some words of wisdom. And the funny thing about it is, as dumb as Rube is, this shit made sense. Mm-hmm. You know, Ricky, breaking up with a girlfriend can be a, a very painful thing. But it, it don't have to keep you down for long. I mean, let me tell you something from my own personal experience. I, and I never had a, a regular girlfriend like you, but I did get kicked in the balls once by a mule. Now, I, I thought I would be hurting for the rest of my life. But you know what happened the very next week? My mama died. <laughs> Hell, after that, I didn't care no more about my balls hurting. You see what I'm getting at? What? Shit can always get worse. That's <laughs> what he's getting at. Shit can always get worse. I got kicked in the nuts by a mule, which is fucking awful. I thought that my balls would be hurting forever, but then I feel the like next they week, would. I feel like they'd be ruptured. But the <laughs> next week, and with the worst acting ever, I'm gonna try and channel him on this. But the next week, my mom died. <laughs> also, shout out to Rube for being the uh, mansplainer. Um, the, the, the white guy who just came up from minor leagues yet has all the wisdom for everybody else who's been in the league for a while now. Just notice mm -hmm. that just now. Just hit me. Yeah. Oh, golly. So, uh, the next thing that happens after that is that, uh, Rick, after breaking up with, uh, Rebecca immediately goes to Nikki and he's like, Hey, Nikki, you want to go out with me? And they go out and he's like, hey, I think I know somebody who has a fucking motorcycle. And so they get on his motorcycle and they ride out and they're sitting at on the dock of the bay. Uh, in their old spot and she kisses him because apparently um, her boyfriend from who loves the Chicago White Sox wouldn't mind this at oh, all. Yeah, he didn't mind. Yeah, yeah. That lie went out the window really quickly. Um, like have some morals, girl. I, I realize you have autonomy to do whatever you want to do, but I mean, <laughs> she didn't this even was making a challenge. She was just like, "Oh no, I want it." You gave me pizza and a bike ride, <laughs> right? Pizza and a bike ride is all it takes in this movie and the program. That's um, a nice bike. It's not his. Oh yeah, that's true. He had his little fucking Ghost Rider moment, and then went right back to the limbo. I was like, "What is happening right now?" <laughs> 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 so. The next thing that happens is that um, Pedro has Joe Boo and Buddha in his uh, in his locker together, which is bad because in the first movie when he had Joe Boo, he was also sacrificing live chickens. <laughs> they brought him in KFC, <laughs> <laughs> and so he introduces Joe Boo to Buddha and tells him to, to be nice to one another, and the music starts. Oh shit! Buddha! I'm just playing the, the montage for a second so you can hear how the music starts when they start doing good again. They get back somehow. 
as badly as they were playing, because I guess that's how baseball works. One thing I know about baseball, as a person who is a fan of the uh, Seattle Mariners, you can be in first place one day at like 13 and three. And it seems the very next fucking week, you could be at 13 and 27. Mm-hmm. Baseball moves quick. It moves quick and it moves slow. Yeah, that right. is baseball. Right? Ugh. I used to want to be a shortstop. I did. I could make catches. I loved Ozzy. I loved uh, Alex Rodriguez. I loved um, Ken Griffey. I love Jay Buhner. I love the Mariners. Randy Johnson was my dude. But then I played baseball and I stood there. Oh, yeah. In the field. Once, or in, once in, I in, found out about girls. Right. <laughs> Summers playing baseball. That's what I was doing at first. Summers was playing baseball. And I was, I was pitching and I loved pitching. I still love pitching there. And I'm just like, oh, I'm 13, 14 and girls are starting to notice me. Yeah. Yeah, baseball. I'm done with this. These are not the <laughs> balls I want to be throwing around. <laughs> this ball is over with. So the Indians go on one of the runs they went in in the first movie and somehow end up back in first place. Uh, as I said earlier, in the very last game of the season, uh, Rick throws a fucking meatball that gets cracked. And Tanaka saves it by uh, jumping up on the wall and catching the Pretty much ball. in the stands. You pretty much got in the stands. Mm-hmm. That's illegal. It's not illegal if he doesn't go over. He no, it's, it's illegal. Oh, he no, he stand on top of the wall, didn't he? Yes, he's yeah, on he's top of the wall. That is absolutely illegal. It's illegal. I knew <laughs> that. <laughs> like, that shit's illegal. Um, that should have been a home run. They shouldn't have made it anywhere. But because it's the movie, they do. And so they make it to the playoffs and they're in divisional championship and all that kind of shit. Um, what else happens? They go and they are about to play in the divisional uh, finals against the White Sox. And the first three games, they win. Okay. Like they're 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 oh shit, this happens. Um they I, I do want to play this real quick. Be, they um they're smoking the white socks, and then Rachel Phelps comes in and she fucking demoralizes them to the point where they lose three games in a row. Uh that's she not still want to move the team to Florida. Is that why she's trying to lose again? She still wants to run the team to Florida, but also it's because uh they fucking didn't lose the first time around so she wants to be the same old villain i want to play this um there's a part where uh willie is up in bed and he hits a pop-up run it out i got it they give me he runs he zooms around first base zooms uh uh where the second baseman is standing waiting to catch this pop-up ball and screams out, I got it! And the second baseman jumps out the way because he thinks one of his teammates are going to catch the ball and the ball falls to the ground. Legal. Also used by Alex Rodriguez. 
in 2007, when A-Rod was playing for the Yankees, he was running to third base. And there was two guys standing waiting to catch the ball. And he stopped in between them and yelled, it's mine, I go. And they both jumped back. And then uh, the game was over. The, the, the Yankees won. And the guys wanted to fight A-Rod, obviously. He was like, I don't know what they're talking about. I didn't say none of that because A-Rod was a dick, too. When he did that, that's when I knew he was probably doing steroids. Niggas who do that would do steroids. Um, but, yeah, like I said, everything's going great. They're winning. They're beating the shit out of the, uh, out of the White Sox with Parkman. And then Rachel comes in. And Rachel is a goddamn savage. Yeah, I want that old thing. So she comes in and she's like, yo, actually, before she comes in, the uh, assistant manager is talking to Jake and he's like, hey, do you think we need to say something to him? And Jake is like, nah, they're good. Why should we even have to worry about anything? And the reason why they need to worry about something is because right after he says that, Rachel comes in. Go fish. You gonna say anything to them? Nah, they look nice and relaxed right where they should be. Yeah. Hello, team. I know you all hate me. Uh-huh. And given what's happened in the past, I can't say I blame you. But I wanted to say one thing to you before you take the field tonight. This is masterwork. Believe it or not, I'm proud of every one of you. Willie, the all-out effort you've given recently has been an inspiration to us all and proves that you've put that one for 18 performance in last year's ALCS far behind you. And Pedro. Bashing the bar like this Serrano of old. No way you won't improve on the 138 you're hitting against Chicago with runners in scoring position. <laughs> and Vaughn. Oh, you've had a really tough year. Even though your fastball isn't what it used to be, there's no one the fans in Cleveland would rather have pitching the most important game in Indians history than you. The champagne is ready. It's all in your hands. Win tonight and the loser label is gone forever. Go out there and win it for Cleveland. Win it for yourselves. And win it for me. That ought to shrink the little sphincters. Shade! None of that makes any sense. If she wanted to move the team to Florida, she could just move the team to Florida. I think she needed the price to get low enough that she could, uh, I don't fucking know. They don't have to be asked to move the team. I think she just wanted that particular team to lose. This one, yeah. She could just replace everybody. But in the first season, her thing was, I think she was trying to get it low enough that she'd be able to buy them out of their contract with the stadium and then move. Yeah, she was going to be able to move, but, um, yeah, Ricky Vaughn is just trash. That's all I know. Yeah. He, he, what I need to know because the way they're talking is like he pitched for five years. <laughs> the way they say your arm isn't what it used to be. 
Wait a minute, brother. <laughs> this is last season. You good lord. <laughs> the fuck you doing the offseason? Lift goats like why y'all surgery or something? What's going on, brother? What's, he what's came straight out of the penitentiary to the field. Like your arm should be fresh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't mind if you fucking come from the pen straight to playing baseball. I mean, after all, you do what you have to do to play. But oh my god, <laughs> you fucking don't come out in the second year and suck like this. And they never replaced him. I think if they could do this movie over again, they would have shot. They would have had a little more his ups and downs. I don't think they would have been down, 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 down like they had it in this movie. Yeah, it was all downs. Yeah. To he see him, no it was it was nothing but like Charlie Sheen read this shit and was like, y'all know I could be Billy Ho and white men can't jump, right? <laughs> y'all know I don't have to do this, right? Like I could, I could dip. I could play basketball. There's some bullshit. I mean, at this point, I think Charlie Sheen does have the cachet to be like, yeah, we could change A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. He could have. So then uh, they lose the next three games. <laughs> and um, Park, or yeah, Parkman is fucking them up like over and over again. Yeah, he, I think he won two of the games himself. He did. He did. That dude was literally the AL. Is it the ALDS? ALCS. ALCS. He was the ALCS MVP, in my opinion. It would have been like, even though, even though y'all lost, you did everything you could, good sir. Um, Lou checked into the hospital for a routine bypass, and he asked Jake not to do the win one for a Gipper speech, uh, but he did it anyway, which made Pedro go soft again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this game is not important. I just want y'all to know that I just want you to win because if I can't get to heaven up there, I'd like to get a little taste of it down here. Like you son of a bitch. He literally said, do not do that. But, you know. So, I like this scene. And I made sure to take down the time of this scene. Because while it is, it's not inconsequential to the movie, what happens afterwards is that... um, Parkman and Willie Mays Hayes, who I don't even think they had a relationship when they were on the team together. Oh, he didn't talk to him. He didn't mm. talk to him at all. No. But you know yet, why he didn't talk to him, right? Because he was a peckerhead. He liked to use the hard R. Parkman was racist, I'm telling y'all. I mean, but he's in Cleveland. Every white person in Cleveland's a racist. I don't I'm know. Sure I don't to, know. I'm, I'm pretty confident Mark Price was a racist. Ooh. The motherfucker went to Georgia Tech. And then he went to Cleveland. I mean, Georgia Tech is in Atlanta. He probably saw a lot of black people. He still probably called him Peckernecks. <laughs> hey, hey, Peckerneck, pass me the ball. I'm the point guard. Anyhow, Willie May steps, steps up to the uh, plate, and this ensues. And the Indians dodge a three run bullet. What a catch by Hayes. Two down, bottom of the fifth, two and one on Hayes, trying to pick up Miller from third. A black hammer. <laughs> see? 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 <laughs> see? A black hammer. <laughs> you hear the er? Did you hear that er and hammer? 
<laughs> no, all I heard was H A M M A. Hey, mm. Black Hammer. I don't, I don't fuck with you. I don't fuck with Bart. Fuck you. Because he said it. So... Said it snarky too. He said a fucking snarky as shit. Hey, Black Hammer. He's trying to pick up Miller from third. Hey, Black Hammer. Read some of your reviews, man. One guy said <laughs> Willie Mays Hayes couldn't play dead. Music. The big Chicago left-hander winds, fires, high oh. ball, Frida Hayes. He also said the stunts were a joke. You do your own stunts, or were you afraid of getting hurt? If I get the chance to score, we'll see who's afraid. I don't intend to slide. You don't. Well, you better lose. No. Just because you're movie bomb doesn't mean you have to commit suicide. <laughs> How is this a five percent, man? This movie's so entertaining. Parkman. Yeah, as people wanted that same what the first one was, and yeah, it's a they lot. Got a, they, they got a shit talking hero named Parkman, and he is not a hero. He is not a hero. No, I don't mean like a hero. I mean like he's the best shit talker I've seen in one of these movies oh. ever. Yeah, he like, does talk big shit, <laughs> and he did <laughs> run Rube over like he was he not even there. Alvin Mack oh. level. He all right. You know what? He is on Alvin Mack level because no, he backs no his Alvin shit Mack. up. So does Alvin Mack. Until he, Alvin, let's be honest. Until Alvin he got Mack, blindsided. No, I was going to say Alvin Mack had a one for three success rate with talking shit. The he first time he talked shit, the dude was like, I don't even know your mother. And that was when it worked. The second time he was talking to Wayman or whatever the white quarterback's name was. And he didn't get there in time. The ball got thrown off for a touchdown. He hit him after the factor, right when he was releasing the ball. The third time, the dude just looked at him like he was fucking crazy, and then he got injured. One for three. Yeah, but the shit that he say is just awesome. Oh yeah, it's awesome. But <laughs> hey, Black Hammer. <laughs> See, y'all, y'all champion of races. I, I don't. I, not, not me. Cool. I'm on your side, Jeff. <laughs> that's that's for Shani. <laughs> he ain't say nothing to him the whole time he was in the Cleveland, and then the first time you hear a hey, black hammer. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. That shit is fucking phenomenal. And you know, thought- that's something I noticed. We don't do um, in movies anymore, like or here, like names of people. We don't do black something for black people anymore. No good reason. No. Good <laughs> it used to, everybody was black lightning, black panther. Black Hammer. <laughs> now it's just now he would just be Hammer. And you know it. It there was what was that? Um, what movie was that? Oh, that was uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, where Black Goliath was in it. Yeah, he was oh. just Goliath. Yeah, they wouldn't call him Black Goliath anymore. He spoke on it. He was like, they wanted to call me Black Goliath, but nah, no. But he was a character from the seventies, you know. True, so, but it just uh, it don't work now. Yeah, it doesn't. So when he calls when the movie, like the thing is though, well, Black Panther, it could be because they're White Panthers, so they're like, okay. Well, Black Panther will go because just I mean, look what it's done as far as a comic book, like Black Panther. Right. Black, like I see why those can slide, but Black Lion, people can be like, what? <laughs> and <laughs> Willie went. Willie went willingly into being Black Hammer. Oh good lord! <laughs> in nineteen ninety two, in nineteen ninety three, he had no choice. 
Black Hammer and White Lightning. So he um, does make it around to home base. And Parkman is right there, ready to tag him the fuck out of his life. And Willie just jumps over him because he's athletic. That's yeah. the whole thing. He's Deion Sanders. He's really, he's really <laughs> Deion. He was getting ready for higher learning. So <laughs> after that, um, Parkman comes back up to bat. And uh, yeah, I think the dude is batting like in the playoffs at the very least. I think he was batting at least 900. <laughs> Parkman. The seven three two Indians, but the White Sox have runners at the corners. Shoop is two and one to Parkman. Parkman doing his little shimmy. It makes the women here in Cleveland puke. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Euchre, man, is the goat. It makes the ladies in Cleveland puke. You at know first. what? Honestly, he probably was batting four hundred, somewhere around four hundred. No, they said it. They, they said in the in the at the end because at the end of it, when they call Ricky out and Ricky comes out um, wearing his fucking stupid ass vest and his stupid you ass mean, haircut. You mean the shit? Do what you have to do to play. They couldn't find all the shit from the first one, so they had to remake the stuff and it looked really janky. It looked yeah. so janky, but the nigga literally cut his hair and put on a vest, and that's supposed to change the speed of your pitch, bitch. Are you serious? He got his he mojo got his back. Mojo back. <laughs> How do you get your mojo back from it? Nigga, you should have got a haircut a long time ago. What are you, Samson? He finally figured out he didn't need the um, you know, the blonde. He needed the home girl, not the uh other girl. So mm-hmm. all that need, good stuff. Yeah. He, he, he didn't need he didn't he didn't need the uh pretty woman or anything like that. He yeah. needed what other people would consider, I guess, not. I, th- I thought she was cute. So I'm like, yo, in any way it goes, he's still... He's somebody who actually yeah. wanted to be with him. She yeah. wanted to be with Wild. The other girl wanted to be with Wild thing and get money and all that good stuff. Yeah, Rebecca just wanted to make money off him. hmm So uh, they bring in Wild mm-hmm. Thing and they play Wild Thing while everybody goes crazy. And the thing is, uh, Johnny out in the... Uh, oh, he's uh, kicked out the park at this point. He They're got ran out. off. But yeah, he got he ran got off, him. and he went to the fucking you mean Rick the fucking bullpen. Yeah. He's pitching the back, not Parkman. He wants the righty, the mild thing, the grab mild your throat thing. and choke thing. Blow it out your ass, lard mouth. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! It's him. Crank it, Jerry. So this nigga come out wearing a fucking vest and they're like, oh my God, it's him cranking. And everybody's playing Wild Thing and Rachel's like, I fucking hate this song. And I'm, I'm, sub- I'm seriously, I'm pretty sure Charlie Sheen was like, I don't want to do what I had to do the first time. And I don't want to be here with that stupid haircut. Mm-hmm. How can I, how can I do this haircut thing and all this later on? Can, can we CGI it? Can, can we, <laughs> can we do something like that? I want to do something different. And this is what they got. So uh, Jake is like, yo, just three pitches. That's all we need. You're going to get back out. The game is fucking over. 
Vaughn fucking says, I am going to walk back intentionally. What? To get to Parkman, <laughs> who has owned me the entirety. So ridiculous. Of the entire season. He has owned me in every single way. And I hope that I I hope that I can get this right where Bob Euchre explains just how bad it is for Vaughn. Because he says, oh, it's on the pitch here. And they're gonna walk back to get to Parkman. Obviously, Taylor's thinking. I don't know what the hell he's thinking. <laughs> New haircut, same dead arm. And there's ball four and back trots to first. This is literally like walking whoever's before. This is like walking fucking Glen Allen Hill to get to Barry Bonds. Mm-hmm. I just want to point that out. So they're loaded for Jack Parkman, who's hitting just over 900 against Vaughn. What the fuck? 900? 900, fam. Oh, Lord. I never noticed that. 900. No, so he said he said 900 against Vaughn. Not but Vaughn's who he's pitching against. Still, yeah. He's hitting 900. Oh, Vent, no. Vin, uh, Wild thing need to be in the minors. He should have okay. been in the minors at All-Star break. Like 900. And just think about what happened that we saw in the movie. He's hitting 900 with at least four home runs against Vaughn. I'm going to walk this dude intentionally and get the Parkman. Sit your happy ass down. We need another righty. <laughs> we, this is definitely we, Hollywood. This is not the move that we need to make in the final game of the playoffs. This is like Pete Carroll calling a timeout right before uh, his kicker hit the field goal a couple years. Well, all we got to do is run it in. Nah, I'm going to throw a pass. Man, don't I got this. Don't, 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 don't do that to my heart. Unbreak my heart. Unbreak my heart. I so, ball off. So, <laughs> poor Marshawn, poor me. My son laughed at me the whole way home that day, and then I grounded him. I still feel badly about that. Marshawn should have gotten the handoff. I don't feel badly about grounding my son. It was a <laughs> Super Bowl. I was emotional. But uh, Vaughn caps off his whole uh, I've changed, I've changed motif by putting on his glasses. You do what you have to do to play. Did he not wear the glasses the whole rest of the season? No, that was the first time he put them back on. They said he was blind. The first he movie he was contact. fucking. So, oh. Remember, he changed everything about himself. Yeah. Suits and everything. So he's probably wearing contacts. Fucking punk ass. Mark ass buster. So he puts on the glasses. Parkman does his little shimmy. It makes the women in Cleveland want to puke. He pitches the first one. It's nice. It's Ooh, like 90, up. 95, 97. And Parkman's like, ooh, got a little bit of heat on it. Yeah, let's go. Parkman homered the last time he faced him. Now that is number 15, Jack Parkman.
more music. You wanted him, but you got him, man. Let's go. Okay, Rick, let's get nasty. Vaughn looking for the sign. And he's got it. Baby. Down on the first pitch. Ooh. Boy's pumped up. Looks like I'm gonna have to get serious. Vaughn back on the slab. Baker gives him the sign. Vaughn ready, and here it comes. Swung on and foul to the screen. And Parkman wasn't fooled on that one. Oh, he just missed it. I got your timing now, but I'll bet you don't have enough hair on your ass to throw me another one. <laughs> well, here it comes, Parkman. Hole number one, the Terminator. You get a piece of it, you can rename it. <laughs> Blow this chump away. Stay with the smoke, Rick. Just go after him. Mr. Parkman, you're a great ball player, and I'd just like to say, you're standing on the tracks and the train's coming through, butthead. The hell with the signals. Bring it here, Ricky! So, ball is nothing to the Parkman. was 102 miles per hour from 86 Jeez. miles an hour a 16 mile per hour lift just by cutting your hair and putting on some goddamn glasses no don't forget the magical jacket yes remembering who you are if fuck you home. <laughs> you do what you have to do to play <laughs> fucking i hate i hate him and after he throws after he gets the pitches rebecca's like hey i feel like we made a mistake here's the people from uh General Mills, they want to talk to you. And he's like, take a hike. And he jumps up the wall and he's like, Nikki, Nikki and Ricky. Nikki, I, I, I just want to make up to you. I got tickets for the kids for the World Series. Already? Goddamn. Right. How, Rick? You're in the bullpen. You're not going to be starting for the uh, anything in the World Series. You're still in the bullpen, good sir. Oh, I'm sure they don't show us the World Series. They never win the World Series because with their white asses thought was there. Let's go get this third one out. Okay, the third one they're gonna be in the World Series, but I don't think a lot of people came back for the third one. Mm -hmm. Really, not too many of them came back. So I think I never that was saw only... Back to the Miners. You never seen it? Mm -mm. It's on YouTube for free. Watching. It's pretty good. It's on YouTube for free. Yeah, I think Rube is on it, uh, and Jake is in it. Jake. And Corbin Burnson, I think Dorn is in it. Dorn and um, the Japanese guys in. Yeah. So I'm looking at this right now. Um, what uh, Parkman did after Major League Two, he could have really had a career in front of him as a villain, but never took advantage of it. I never saw him again. Oh, he 
I think he was just in the wrong time frame. Now, oh, you know these places, uh, uh, Marvel and DC would be calling him for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, think you could play A, B, C, or D because he definitely has a presence. Mm-hmm. So, who you got as the MVP, uh, Jeff? Oh, Harry Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Brandon, who you got? Bob Euchre. Come on. Yeah. Bob Euchre is the GOAT. By far. By far. He's amazing in this film. The outfits, the ridiculousness. Yeah. Also, this movie had a lot of vulgarity for a PG movie. It did. You know, I'm going to tell y'all something, and I wanted to ask y'all this. I remember seeing this movie, and originally it was PG-13. Do they change it like as time goes on or something? Yeah, must can. have. Yeah. So you can say all that shit in PG movies now? You could back in the day, but not. I mean, PG 13 movies back in the day used to have like. No, but it was PG it. now. It's rated PG. Yeah, it's rated PG now. Oh, yeah. I don't fucking know. They switched it now, I think. Because uh, I remember saying it's PG 13. Because I think that's where they kind of lost that R rating. When the first one was kind of like, okay, we can cuss, kind of say what we want. This one was like, let's get more people to come see it. Mm hmm. So. Uh, Brandon, what's the next week? Oh, what's I thought I month? told you. We're doing Tarantino movies. Which is awesome, because that means that going into the month of June, we're jumping off with the movie that was so great that it branded my daughter for the rest of her goddamn life. Kill Bill Volume 1. Oh, that's the other thing. So I was talking to Jeff about this, and so... The last movie right now we have is Jackie Brown, right? Mm-hmm. And he had brought up to me that I totally forgot about. Um, God damn it. What's the movie, Jeff? I totally forgot again. I was, I was like, oh, yeah. I said, you forgot about Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Woo! I forgot about the Hateful Eight. So okay, I think I want to so, replace Jackie Brown with Hateful Eight. Okay. So we'll move Jackie Brown to another time because we'll have to do another Tarantino month. Due to the fact that I also forgot to put in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, you could do. Can y'all do like three months of Tarantino? We really could because yeah. we also haven't talked about Grindhouse or yeah. But since you've made this wonderful choice, good sir, good choice, good choice. We'll be starting off with Kill Bill Volume One, which is literally in my top three movies of all time. It's awesome. Then we'll be doing From Dust Till Dawn. And Pulp Fiction and Django Unchained, aka the nigger movie. <laughs> Django. Love it. Love and Django. then the hateful eight. I am looking forward to how you guys talk about these movies. And I'm just gonna be a sponge. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna be a sponge. I want to see how this goes. I am so grateful to each and every one of y'all for listening to the show. Again, you can leave a review on uh, Podchaser or you can leave a review on Apple, but on Podchaser, you can review the episodes one at a time or you can review the show as a whole. Uh, you can also email us at hindsightmoviereviews at gmail.com um, or you can hit us up on Twitter at hindsightreviews, R-E-V-U-E-S. Jeff is on high, or Jeff is on Twitter at uh, Jeff versus the world. Jeff, you want to tell the folks something about your show? Uh, yeah, uh, me and my man Shahid, uh, we review movies on um, Hood Classics. Uh, this week, we have Sin City coming up, a.k.a. Simp City. Okay. Uh, I went back and watched that movie and we talked about it. I listened to our episode that we recorded. 
I think y'all gonna really enjoy this episode. This is a really fun movie to go back and watch and do. But yeah, we just pick our movies and we just do them. We don't matter whatever movie we feel and we just do them. I'm more of the person who will pick an older movie. Shahid will pick a current kind of movies. Um, and also I got a wrestling side that I do with my man, Manny Brown, the I'm Not Dave Wrestling Podcast. We got some things cooking over there. Hopefully the network will start putting the stuff back up because it's something that we got cooking that we really looking forward to do. And I haven't seen anybody do it yet. But uh, yeah, so um, this week, Tuesday, we got uh, Sin City coming out, me and Shahid. Okay. I don't know if I've ever seen Sin City or I don't remember it. I've seen it. Whew. I may watch that so I can follow along. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch it again. It's been a while, but I'm sure I can find it for free somewhere. I think it's on Crackle. Yeah, it's free. You can find it. Yeah, yeah, I'm certain of it. It's been long enough that it's it's free somewhere. But thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, Y'all have a wonderful day. We'll holler at you later. Peace. Peace. Music for Hindsight is Coffee by Cambo Smith, and it's from the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast.